Now we just need stereo to you bring all the listeners to us tonight because I, you know I feel like this is an important discussion. So hopefully people join up. I see Carly is in here. Shout out to her. What's up? Welcome to Loudmouth Stereo. My name is Shan. That is Greg from Young Black and Bother Podcast. Please check that out on your podcast platform. Please check out She Gets It Podcast on your podcast platform. This is Loudmouth Stereo and it's Saturday night and um, I don't know. My back is burning. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know how Greg is feeling, but we'll find out. Um, tonight's show will be recorded will be on the podcast platform. So if you don't want to be recorded, just listen and share the show. If you want to share input or you want to learn some things tonight about money, because we're doing a lot of money talk one-on-one, a lot of truth and a lot of honesty up in here. um, Because most of what we talk about is for people who are like getting to the end of their 20s, definitely in their 30s and we love the people who bring wisdom for their from 40 plus we welcome you in this room um as far as like finances go or any tips and things this is a show to drop it as you see the title is our money shouldn't be sitting in banks okay so we're talking money tonight we're talking business we're talking finances we're talking um tips and tricks to get ahead and get shit done so you can relax when you old okay fully agree there yeah i really implore people to you know listen tonight share tonight more importantly leave comments because we don't know it all uh, but first and foremost when it comes to the show this is actually not financial advice so we don't want people going and thinking what we say is the law and you should apply it to your everyday lifestyle we're giving you tips that we use or tips that we think should be used, um, so yeah. to speak, or advice that we've been getting. So, you know, just take everything with a grain of salt, but also give us some insight that honestly could help us as well. Uh, we're not experts and we're not financial advisors, but it's just basically good game for everybody to have. So that's what the show is about tonight. So, Right. Okay. So before we get into the show... Um, one thing the anniversary show will be October 23rd at 9.30pm on Stereo Um, Greg and I uh, started Loudmouth in October of last year and we're coming up on our anniversary show so um, don't forget mark your calendars it's going to be a good one Um, some good guests going to be popping up in there but um that's all I had. Um, anything great happening um, since yesterday and today for you? Um, honestly, not much. Surprise. Um, I this show came at the right time to be completely honest because daycare, lifestyles, and things like that. So I'm like, okay, Ooh. like let's get let let's get this money. So when it comes to like banks, that's why I want to like kind of tie this into the show because it's hard to trust a bank and even like education when they're supposed to be giving you said money or loaning you this money in order to benefit adding new students to the school, adding to the area, you know, talking about people moving into your area to buy a home so they can have an education. It, it starts with the banks. And that's where I want to kind of like lead into the show. So hopefully we can, but it's on you. 
All right. So <clears throat> where I want to start from because um, Greg hit me while I was out and about with the girls and was like, so what do you want to make the topic tonight? And I'm just like, ah, let me think about it because I'm driving. So when I got <laughs> here, um, we we were talking about this topic in a previous discussion, but we didn't say what day we wouldn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the other topic that you came up with that we will do another time. But mm-hmm. I just want to take a break off of like man versus woman tonight. And I'm just, mm-hmm. I just want to talk about something that affects the both of us. And yeah. it's money and the fact that our money shouldn't be sitting in the bank. Um, and it's just been sitting on my conscience because I'm in a position where I want the best advice for what to do with my money instead of having it sitting in my account. Um, because I know it's not, it's not doing the most it could do for me sitting in a bank account. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't, I, I feel like banks make people feel comfortable about them holding people's money but we've all been or some of us been in a position where we have a certain amount of money that we want to spend on something we don't want to make payments or we want to do our own down payment to make the payment smaller and we go to the bank and sometimes depending on your skin tone they make you feel like you're wrong for asking for your money. Yeah. Uh, that has happened to me with Wells Fargo. It has happened to me with Bank of America to the point where the CEO of Bank of America called me and gave me his cell phone number and begged me not to close my accounts, but I still close them hoes because there's no way that a financial institution is going to hold my money And then when I go to buy a vehicle that I want to pay for outright with my money, you treating me like I'm some stranger, a criminal that's trying to get into someone's account and has the audacity to ask for their money out their account. Your your tellers are talking to each other about my account in a different language in front of me. You call the uh, manager of the bank and ask me for my... Uh, driver's license, my passport, any other card with my first and last name on it, all to give me a few thousand dollars for a vehicle I wanted to buy. Mm-hmm. And then when I when you finally get to the point of, okay, this is her, this is her account, give her the money, your nasty ass, rude ass teller takes my money doesn't count it out to me, stuffs all the money in front of other people in the bank under the teller, and I have to sit there and count it in front of everybody. Mm. So, um, why I say that our money should not be sitting in banks is because our money sitting in a bank really doesn't do anything for us. Um, banks, basically, basic banks, we're not talking like federal banks, we're not talking about Banks that hold people's millions and have safe deposit box. We're talking about basic, Wells Fargo, uh, Bank of America, whatever, um, you know, credit union you got that you trust and you use, right? 
And some credit unions, they do provide benefits like um, a Navy Federal gives you great benefits as far as like buying a home or um, starting a line of uh, business uh, accounts, well, with, whether you use Chase. But if you look at the history of banks, they the way that they got established was on some dirty shit, some uh, stolen finances. And they have the audacity to tell people, we need to look at your established credit or we need to look at your good standing um, habits to see if you can have an account here. But the way that y'all got started is from stealing from people. But we're not going to go back that far. But basically, banks, banks will use your money, you know, to balance out their checkbook, per se, and um, their cash reserves. So basically... If a bank can write more loans for people as far as like houses or starting a business or um, whatever they need that loan for, right? The more Hmm. loans a bank can write is because they have enough bank account members putting money into their bank so they can write more loans. So if a bank cannot write a lot of loans, it's because they don't have enough people with bank accounts at that bank to balance out the money that they're putting out so they can get back in. But exactly. as far as like, as far as like growing your money is really not doing anything. So you can have your checking account. You can have your savings account. Um, choosing a good bank or a good credit union does have its uh, benefits slightly, but to put all of your money in a bank and think that you're doing the best thing or you have a savings and you balance your checkbook and that's all you have to do. No, there's so much more to do. But before we get into that, I have a question for you, Greg. What's up? Um, when you were learning about finances, who taught you how to properly handle your finances? Honestly, I'm 34 and it still hasn't happened. I had to learn on the fly. Um, I learned through a lot of overdraft fees. Um, I've learned through uh, just banking and debt. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know what banking and debt means. Like you holding it, basically it's you holding an account and Mm -hmm. not realizing there are fees for that account. Um, For example, I've had since I was 16 to this day, I still have Bank of America. And the only reason I still have it now is because my wife and I both use Bank of America. Uh, I'll get into that later. But Bank of America has fees for every single thing. It's the easiest bank to get into, but it's Mm -hmm. the hardest bank to actually deal with. Um, I'm talking customer service. I'm talking about fees, transactions, um, and more importantly, like legacy. Like if you have Bank of America for longer than five years, it's harder for Mm -hmm. you to actually deal with them. So for me, learning finance, it took me actually opening up a checking and a savings because I didn't learn that in school. The one thing you think you would know in school, they mm-hmm. didn't teach that shit to us. Um, algebra, geometry, all that shit, they taught us that, but they didn't tell us the pointless. basic mathematics. Of, uh, what'd you say? Yeah, I said pointless. Yeah, absolutely. So my mom being an accountant, like she helped out, but it's mm-hmm. always, you know, your parents helping out is mostly like, hey, like don't spend your money because, you know, you're going to need it for something else. Uh, but nobody mm-hmm. actually sat me down like an advisor and said, hey, this is what you need to do to make sure that in five years, if you just save up, boom, 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 you'll have 
dollars $40,000 just saved up, ready for you whenever you wanted it. And that's always been an issue for me at 34. It's like, yo, I never actually got that coaching and that training to be better financially, if that makes any sense. Hmm. Me either. What about you? My dad, um, my dad was a old school Jamaican man. Um, mm-hmm. He came here like I want to say in like his mid twenties or early twenties, and um, uh, he uh, bought some property. He had some property in uh, Philly, and he owned his own barbershop, and he worked there. He liked to gamble. And um, he had a mortgage on his house um, that we had that we were living in. And as far as like money, he was all about his money. That man left the house at six thirty in the morning, and he came back at ten o'clock. And all day, it was about having money go through his hands, having money go yeah. in his pockets, and making deposits at banks. Um, that was what he was into. But I feel like the age where I should have been sat down and had the discussion of like what to do with your money, how you handle money, um, how to properly save, um, how to decipher if a want is something you can afford right now versus your needs, how to prepare. Nobody, I never had that conversation with him. My mom was very much, oh, you need something, I'll do it. It was mm-hmm. never let me show you how to do it. It was never, um, okay, you know, you're 16. Here's your free checking account with Wachovia for the old schoolers, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that turned into Wells Fargo. And they did something that I was just, like, completely disgusted with how they handle something. And I closed my account with them. But I, I, I had savings, but savings to me was, like, I have more than what I need right now. Let me put it over there. And then when I Mm -hmm. spend all I have, let me go over there and get this money too. It was never put that money away. Don't touch it. Have some self-discipline to not touch it. That's something I never had was discipline Mm -hmm. when it came to money. Um, And don't get me started on um, being in college and your stipend money that you didn't use. And you got that shit back. When they gave me that check for a thousand and something dollars mm-hmm. out the blue, and I'm talking about I was using my bank card to get a train card, no, a train coin that was a dollar seventy-five and overdrafting my account for thirty dollars because I didn't have anything in it. But I know they would give me the money to get the coin so I could go to them from work and home mm-hmm. and school. And yep. call me overdraft shouting because I didn't give a fuck. I was just like, oh, I'm just going to have to get this $30 fee. I'll pay it mm-hmm. when I get my check. And I wasn't, I wasn't taking into the fact that you are losing, you are losing $30 every time you want to go to work you go to school instead of knowing that hey how many days of the week do you have to go to work how many days of the week do you have to go to school okay minus that from the money you just got paid put that to side so you have it then how are you going to eat take that out put that to the side 
Um, what do you actually need to pay? Take that out, put it to the side. Now, realistically, I didn't have a car in college. I took the train or somebody dropped me from point A to get to point B and I had to figure out C, right? Mm-hmm. But I never had a, uh, to pay for gas. I never had a car insurance I had to pay for. The only fucking thing I had to pay for in college was my phone bill, which was $50. And most of the time, my boyfriend would pay it. And, like, girl shit. Yeah. So there was no reason why I did not have enough money for $1.75 to get a fucking train coin to go to work or go to school. It yeah. was my lack of discipline why I was wasting $30. You know, you know that last, that week right before you get paid is suffrage. It is mm-hmm. fucking, it, was, it is a battle of who's the smartest and who's the dumbest when it comes to spending money. And I would suffer every time and it took me so long to not learn my lesson. And then when I moved to New York after college and I had three jobs, I never checked my bank account. Mm-hmm. It was just like, I know I got paid. It's direct deposit. Direct deposit saved the girl's life, honey, because I never went into the bank after that. Um, and I would just spend. I wasn't saving anything. I, what Saving to me was like, okay, I didn't spend that much money until, and I got another check. It was never deliberate. Let me put it over here and not touch it. Exactly. So being, be, being that I didn't have a mom, that believed in discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not blaming my mom, but I will say because I wasn't raised in a very disciplinary household with rules and structure like that, mm-hmm. I feel like for me as a woman, it backfired because I, I was forced to learn my financial lessons through my mistakes. Yeah. I'm a, a lot of the same things for me. Like, my mom, like, if we ever needed anything between her and my dad, like, I had it. So whenever I went and got my own money, like, I was working at McDonald's for, like, a year and a half. I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. Let me just go ahead. Whatever I got, new outfits, new shoes, new clothes, because it was me. I wasn't paying a bill, you know, like a cell phone bill or anything like that. And my grandmother was paying that. So it was like, okay, as long as I'm behaving and doing the fuck that, you know, the stuff that I need to do in school, that stuff Mm -hmm. was taken care of. So I could fuck off my money. And then... When it came into like, you know, graduating high school and stuff like that, graduated high school and it was like, great, I'm making money to go to school because I was working at the school I was at. So it was like, bet, like I can just go ahead and, you know, finance myself through that. If I wanted to go to Walmart or eat dinner or something like that, I'm like, bet, I can just go and do that. So translating mm-hmm. that into an you know, actual adulthood, went, you know, left school, came back home and it's like, great, like now I can go out and have nightlife. And it doesn't dawn on you, like, the ages of like 19 to like 24 to kind of like save up some money and not do things. And the reason why is you have to be places, you have to do things. Like you were saying, you know, you want to have the fly clothes, you want to go and drink Mm -hmm. with your friends and party with your friends. And that $20 club entry that, you know, that $50 alcohol bottle you bought, uh, you know, all, do you know like how much money, like, even if I could just go back to Bank of America, because I told you I've had them since I was like 16. If I go yeah. back to them and say between the eight, the years of like 2007 to like 2012, if you could just mm-hmm. tell me how much money I've wasted. 
it would be Girl, ridiculous. And- Greg, Greg, all you have to do is go back and look at the motherfucking bank statements and you will feel disgusted with yourself because I yeah. have done it before. But I wish it was that for me. I was never mm. the friend that wanted to go out. I was never standing in lines for clubs. I was never buying, um, getting my nails. I didn't start getting my nails done on a consistent basis until I was 30. Mm-hmm. I never gave a fuck about that shit. I was never the girl spending money on makeup. So the reality mm-hmm. is Chantal should have a nice fucking emergency fund right now. Mm-hmm. Be- because how much money I've had in my hands and deposited in my account and the amount of money I have saved in my emergency fund right now, I should be getting my ass whooped. But, but that's the thing, Shant. Like, for us, there is no such thing as an emergency fund because <laughs> everything we do is an emergency. Um, health insurance, dental, all, all that stuff is now, it's like, it's there for us, but it's also like an emergency. So in the case of, you know, emergency break glass when it comes to that, um, me, I already know, like 401k, I've dipped into mine twice. Um, I lost two jobs and I was like, great, like, let me dip into the 401k because I had to pay fucking bills. I would advise anybody, again, not financial advice, don't do that shit, though, um, because mm-hmm. that next tax season, when they hit you with 30%, you're not going to be happy with it. So rule number one, do not dip into your 401k. And the only, I think the only reason you should do that is like a death in the family where you're like paying for a funeral or you do lose your job. And you had, I think last year, yeah. COVID, they told people, yeah, but Let me say for this. me, I did it. Tw- oh, go ahead. I, when I left my first job that I was at and mm-hmm. I, um, I thought I was never going back. They mm-hmm. cashed, I, I cashed out my 401k mm-hmm. because the reality is. I was in a position where I, I I wasn't going to pick my job over my mothering. And I had two mm-hmm. kids and it didn't make any sense for me to work my second job full time because what they were paying will never cover my bills. So mm-hmm. the only the only thing that made sense, again, because my emergency fund was really not what it needed to be for for my lifestyle, was to use that to prepare to move because I had to move. Um, a company had bought the house. The original owners sold the house to a company in California. So I had to prepare to move and I needed mm-hmm. funds. So that was yeah. the only thing. So so really when it came to tax time, because I have two kids, when they penalized me for that, it really didn't make it. It, made, it didn't really hit me because the <clears throat> benefits of my kids and taxes covered it. Exactly. Now, I will say, like, those are circumstances that do happen. For me, it didn't, so I can't speak to it. But yeah. I know, like, my job last year, during the pandemic, like, a lot of people's jobs, including my own, told us that there were no raises, there were no bonuses, and more importantly, they froze and stopped 401k. Now, me, imagine paying, you know, I was paying, like, 10% of my check going towards 401k. So I'm like, all right, let me just go ahead, and I think I maxed it out. You can max it at least our company is either 6% or 10%. I can't remember. So I froze it thinking like, yo, I'm paying into it and you're not matching me. And the reason why you're not matching me is because you don't have to because of COVID. So I'm ended up, I'm giving the company money 
on their taxes, but they're not giving me money in, on the back end when it comes to 401k. So if I were to lose my job because of the pandemic or something like that, that 401k wouldn't help me because it's just pretty much like me putting that money into a savings account, which again, not accruing interest. It's not, you know, doing anything to help me in the next five years. So whatever money you're putting in your bank account, you know, this year, in four years, that should should have added some interest to it. So by year four, the money that you put in there should have at least, like, I won't say double, but it should have quadrupled at that point because all savings accounts should have some type of interest built into them. Uh, I'll talk about that a little bit later on. But for me, again, Shan, just like you, like, it's it's hard to manage money. Like, I, I guess that's my, like, take on, like, the emergency fund and stuff like that. I don't have one, and the reason for it is because, one, I, I haven't, knock on wood, been in a position to need the emergency fund. So there's that. Mm-hmm. And two, and two, to be completely transparent here, the money that I make from my check to pay my bills, that's the emergency. <laughs> Paying my rent, that's an emergency. <laughs> Paying my phone bill, that's an emergency. These aren't essentials for me anymore. This is shit that, like, if I can't have them, like, and if I don't have them, I won't have shit. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, a house is an essential or an apartment is an essential. It's like, no, it's there's essentials like, you know, going to get your hair cut, uh, toothpaste, toothbrush. But it's like some things I'd rather just have. And that's not an essential for me. That's a necessary. Item. OK, so wait, wait, wait before, oh, before we get into this, because this what you're saying right now falls under what's on your priority spending list. And I want to talk mm-hmm. about it. But we have five messages already. I want to play them and, and then we could do that list. OK. Hey guys. Hey guys. Hey guys. I see the topic is our money shouldn't be sitting in banks. Uh, I, I totally agree. Um, they, they eat off of the investment uh, that they make and they wouldn't be able to invest if we didn't have our money uh, put into this one bucket. You know what I mean? Right. So that's, that's how they profit. All of us put our money into one bucket. They, they profit through their investments and they don't have to risk their own money. Uh, we can do that template ourselves, put our money into one bucket and invest and build some interest and give it out to our friends and family. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's my thoughts there. Facts, Chris. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Okay, let's see. We got Emilio. I mind. You don't even know how to talk. What y'all talking about? <laughs> okay, we got one Damn. message left. <laughs> Damn kids, man. You know, as someone who uh, worked hard in his early life, I'm, I'm 32 now. Uh, I've been working since I was like 19. Uh, I'm a software engineer. Just uh, didn't skip co- skip college and just went straight to the workforce. Um, I, I realized that I have been a consumer since then. That I didn't really know how to be an investor. And my little sister, who um, who majored in, in business finance, she makes much more sound decisions than I do when it comes financially. And so I'm a, I'm a parent now, I'm a dad, I'm a, I'm a husband, and I've been le- having to relearn money and, and how money works and how to make it work for the sake of my family instead of just giving it back as a consumer. And yeah, man, they don't teach us this shit. They don't teach us this shit at all. And if you're fortunate enough to um, have your environment be a financial environment, you learn this stuff, but... Uh, yeah, man, they, they haven't really taught us how, how to use our money for us. At all. I'm, I'm glad he mentioned a, 
you know, being a consumer versus an investor. Um, I, mm-hmm. I definitely want to touch on that towards the end, but like, let, let's get these voicemails going because people hitting home right now. Okay. Yeah, I tell you what, you know, we're, it's all, it sounds like a logical thing. You know, a job is for the emergency. No, the job is for work. The bank is for emergency money. Mm-hmm. Um, the job is just a part of the of the cash flow quadrant. The employee, the self-employed, the business, and investment. The, we're, we're first introduced to being the employee, the slaves to the management system of 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 you know our job just over broke mindset mm-hmm. you know just give them enough because they got to come back because they got to pay their bills because it's going to be broke again so they're going to come back for some more money so we're just going to give mm-hmm. them just enough to come back now when you move when you're when you're looking to commit consider yourself as being a bank you've got your bank to put your emergency six uh, three to six months worth of income in there that's emergency mm-hmm. you know maybe a year's worth of income mm-hmm. that's emergency now, okay, he's he's spitting facts. He's spitting um, facts. I like it. No, and I do have my um, what's in your emergency fund question um, mm-hmm. with numbers for that that I will discuss. Okay, we gotta play. The- now, okay. the banking system, of course, is using our money. They keep ten percent of what they're supposed to be holding in order to make sure that they're able to give us back what we put in on a digital calculation. It's digital. It's not, they done took your money and put it into Forex and they're bidding on with your money because mm-hmm. they know you don't know how to do it yourself. They're doing it for them. You already gave them permission to use your money to invest. Even though you don't know that they're investing your money into whatever they're investing in, whether it be Forex, gold, silver, whatever, they're investing your money and they're making money on the money that you're giving them that you work for in the bank. The bank mm-hmm. is basically used to transfer money back and forth from your job to the bank so you can get cash to get paid through the bank to pay your bills. That's what the bank does, and they charge you for being the middleman. They charge mm-hmm. you for taking your money out. They charge you for putting your money in. Mm-hmm. See, look at this. No, None of the information he just said we learned. No. The fact that we're learning, we're, we're learning from you guys. We appreciate that for real. And I hope he keeps up these gems because trust me, at 34, this should not be new information. Facts. Um, and, and all honesty, if your money is in the bank, it should be for exact bills um, with like, let's say five to $800 sitting um, for like go to or to send it somewhere and to get something back in it but it's not supposed to always be zeroed out we're not telling you to have a zero amount but to make sure you're benefiting off of the money more than the bank mm-hmm. is benefiting off of the money realistically um like your reoccurring bills should be properly used on the credit cards because you know what the mm-hmm. amounts are going to be and then you should pay it down not pay it off not pay it off completely. Pay it down before the fifteenth when those credit cards report that shit to the um the credit bureau of mm-hmm. every month. And then like it, it'll look like you have your shit under control until you properly get your shit under control. But it's really about knowing how to use what they throw at you 
and the best mm-hmm. way to work for you instead of it working for them. Um, so, so when it comes to like, what's on your priority spending list for me, number one is like my rent that shit got to get paid groceries. Cause these girls in here eat like men. Um, my car note, the insurance for the motherfucking car. Um, as far as like health insurance, that shit comes out of work. So I don't really pay for it. Um, I don't, oh, I do pay for it, but I don't, it, it doesn't come in my hand and I give it to somebody. So it just feels better. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. a gas to go in the fucking car, but, but I really don't go anywhere. Um, so mm-hmm. I can, I can pay, I could put, I could fill up my tank with probably like $18 now with gas being like $3 a gallon. And mm-hmm. I, will sit on that full tank. I never let my shit go past half mark. I will sit on that full tank for probably like two weeks. Like I go nowhere. Mm-hmm. And everywhere I go is basically around my house. Um, the sixth thing on my priority spending list is emergency shit. So I always put money to the side. Um, if the girl's dad uh, give me money and they don't need anything, because they really don't go anywhere, I'll put it in one of their accounts. Um, and then, like, their clothes. But other than that, realistically, those are my priorities right now. Mm-hmm. So so for you, what is on your priority spending list? Whew, I had to write them down. So my priority spending, um, rent, number one on the list. Um, I, I like where I live, and I like where I sleep. And after seeing somebody get kicked out of my like apartment building just last week, I was like, you know what? That's definitely priority for me. Um, mm-hmm. Transportation is number two. Um, me, I had a car. Now we share a car. And the reason for that is because I can get into work in 20 minutes by catching a metro. So mm-hmm. I actually save on like parking and, you know, gas and stuff like that however that might change because if we move out further that means i'll end up having to buy a car again not too happy about that number three daycare um for the next three years i am <laughs> locked into that so it's a priority and it's non-negotiable um it's not better than rent it's not better than the transportation but it's definitely there um number four phone bill emergencies happen and I need to be able to be accessible to both my job as well as the daycare. So the phone bill has to stay. Number six, groceries. Uh, I need to eat. Now this category itself, Shan, like I have to do better at because I will definitely go and spend 70, 80 bucks on groceries. And mind you, I don't eat that. I eat like a bird to be completely honest. So I can go get vegetables and food and I already have a stocked fridge, but Mm-hmm. I'll go and buy food, like an impulse by like, oh, yeah, we want like ground turkey for ground turkey tacos or, you know, soda, juice and stuff like that. But then I go buy the groceries, I put them in the fridge, and then I want a pizza. It, it, it's it's a bad habit. I've been trying to break it, but I have to be honest here. That's that. Um, and finally, for my priority spending, it's going to be a surprise for you. Entertainment. Uh, it's it's not a uh, it's not a necessity, but for me, like self care should have like a low limit that doesn't heavily impact the other categories, and that means like obviously like if people go to drink, they can go drink. For me, like my entertainment is obviously like my internet. Um, you know, being able to have that is 
consider a expense for me that's a priority. Uh, I couldn't sit in the house with the lights off without like TV or something like that because it would keep me going out somewhere. So if I didn't have cable, I would go at a bar and watch that shit or I would go out somewhere else and do other things. So it keeps me humble knowing that I have a priority spending for entertainment. The one thing that's actually missing on this list, and I, I think you and I really need to touch on this before we move on, is savings. <laughs> um, I told myself November 1st, I was going to start saving. So as we were listening to the voicemails, I looked up Bank of America's savings accounts, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not happy with that. Um, I may end up having to move to a credit union. I'll talk to that about that later. Um, I have Bank a credit America, union. I have two Bank credit unions. Bank of America charges you $12.49 a month if your savings account has less than $549. And Mm. if you don't have a direct deposit with Bank of America, um, according to bankofamerica.com, the way to waive Bank of America fees is when you maintain a combined balance of at least $10,000 or more each statement cycle on your Bank of America uh, banking account, the monthly maintenance fee is waived. Here's the thing. If you don't have direct deposit, you have, like, say, for example, you have your check-in, your savings, and you have, like, a third account, right? You have mm-hmm. to have a direct deposit going into that account, or else you end up being charged, I think it's, like, 8 or $9. People will be like, oh, well, the $8 isn't much. That shit adds up when you realize you're just giving somebody $8 a month. Yeah. So a friend told me, Greg, sign up for, like, Navy Federal or um, Penn Fed or something like that. Or if you have a family member, like, get them to open an account for you. I have a Navy Fed account. I just have yet to open that shit. Like open it meaning like actually using it and transferring off my stuff over there. But January mm-hmm. 1st, that is my goal because looking at the fees for the savings account, you don't get interest from it. So say for example, you put $549 just to keep that savings account there, right? You keep mm-hmm. that there, but in the fine print, if it just has $549 in there, after six, what is it? After sixty or ninety days, they start to charge you two ninety nine a month with Bank of America, because it's just sitting there. It's not accruing money, and since it's just it's like you have like a house and you're just putting a the couch there, but you're not paying the rent. Eventually, they're going to evict you or they're going to start charging you for it. So, mm-hmm. Bank of America does the same thing. If you just have five hundred and forty nine dollars in that account, and it sits there for a year, eventually you're like, hey, not like it's just sitting there, but you're not doing anything with it, and we're not doing anything with it because you just sat there to open the account. So now we're going to start charging you. So that 549 you put in there, it's going to start looking like 539. And then it's going to be 500. And then eventually you're like, yo, what the fuck? I'm not spending that money. That's the savings account. It should be growing. And the reason mm-hmm. why it's not growing is because Bank of America does not give you interest on their savings accounts unless, according to them, you have a combined balance of at least $10,000 or more. Just fucking insane. Mm. Okay, so... Sean has loaded the clip. And we have from people. Um, I left Bank of America years ago because it just didn't make any sense. Um, mm-hmm. I would definitely, for you, look into Navy Federal, especially that you, you know, you're in the middle of trying to buy a house. Mm-hmm. Um, good, some good benefits with that. But um, mm-hmm. we gonna play this. Thank you, Sean. We got a uh, P Northman, so we can run through the. Check this out here. The information that we should have got from school, we didn't. We're being blinded. We we don't see the, the demonic curse that is upon us. 
um, there's two words that I want to put out in here. One of them is Oculus, and the other one is um, I got. I, let me find my my notes. One thing you want to do when you when you're in here, you want to take notes because 87% of whatever you're hearing, you're going to forget it. Three percent of individuals who take notes become successful at what they do. If you are going to become a bank, you have to learn how to um, what what the, what they do every day at the bank. They at they they take an, they they want to see how much money is in that bank. They want to check out what's going in and what's going out. They want mm-hmm. add they they want to um um they want they want the bankers to calculate. You better not be a couple of cents low, or else you're going to get fired. Yeah. Yep. It's like it's like a big checkbook. Yep. Okay. Next message. Audit comes in. That's what the bank does. They audit it when they go in. They order it when they go out. And I'm talking. I'm listening to a banker who is licensed. That's telling us on YouTube, don't put your money in the bank. Invest like they're doing. Take a chance and learn something different. Take a chance and learn how to do the Forex. Take a chance and learn how to use the tools or the Forex tools so that you know what to do for yourself. Don't give somebody else your money to do it for you because if or copy, have them copy and paste off of their stuff and paste it on yours and become a winner. And but 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 when it's time for you to do it for yourself, you mess up and lose all your money. You want to know what in the world you're doing. You want to be in control of your money? Well then, put it in something that you're in control of. Matter of fact, I like the idea of using Forex platform because of the fact I like to use the Forex platform because whatever money is I put up in there, it's saving. I can save money in a Forex platform quicker and, and, and sweeter than in a bank. Now, the only time when I start losing money is when I don't know what in the world I'm doing. I don't know how to read my tools and I push the button mm-hmm. and make a mistake. But that's how you learn from making mistakes. Another thing that the guy says that's the bank, a licensed banker, he's saying, you got to get put your foot in the water and take a chance and do it or else you'll never know. And what, the way you do with, with um, Forex, there's a demo account that you can practice how to lose. And while you're practicing how to lose, that's when you're going to find out, damn, I'm not losing, I'm winning. Now you got to figure out how in the world you're winning so that when you do put money in your in, inside of the Forex platform, and I advise just put 50 bucks up in that bad boy. Every single time you get paid, put 50 bucks in there, put 100 up in there. Put what you can afford to lose up in there. Don't play with the real money yet till you understand the demo. Come on. Come on, facts. One thing that Robert T. Kiyosaki says is savers are losers. If you're doing the right thing and you have your own business, guess what? You get back those perks at the end of the year. That's what the taxes are are there for. The taxes are not there for people who are working or who are employed. You don't get to you don't get to 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 to, to experience the tax benefits that a business-minded individual is all about. And a business doesn't mean that you are in Avon or Mary Kay or any of that. That's just platforms and products, lotions and potions and stuff like anything else. The business is you, and if your mindset isn't straight, then you're not going to be able to make any type of income, and it's going to take some time to learn. And the reason why you're not going to make any money no time soon is because it's a learning curve. How long does it take for you to learn how to put something into action and start getting it to start giving you some results? Who's going to take the time to teach you without digging in your pocket, ripping you off? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
who's who's trustworthy to teach you, to instruct you, to mentor you, to to all that, you know. Mm. Mm. Come on, come on, coming with it, coming with it. Here's one thing that I learned when I worked for a financial institution. Um, I won't say their name just for privacy reasons, but a lot of times the savings accounts that they have, they all, all of them are in talks with each other. Um, So when I worked there at the time, it was like a 1.25% in the savings. And that was way, way too high, uh, way too high. We received an email uh, mass email, company-wide email stating that that was too high and that they were lowering the rate um, because the average was like point... I'll, I'm just going to guess and say like point seven. I don't really remember. It was like a while ago. But we were way too high. Um, so we actually had to close out those savings and they would basically find... Mm. Mm. That is... Cr- what? Audacity. What is going on here? Oh my God. So that part really sucked. Um, but basically, essentially, what we did was we had to switch a lot of old people, their accounts as well. So people that used to come in and say, hey, print my transaction in this book, the passport books. Yeah, we had to get rid of those. Um, and that, that part as a teller sucked the most because you have these elderly people who look forward to seeing all their transactions and now everything has gone digital and they don't want to go digital. Um, So that really, really sucks. Now, I definitely would say don't keep your money in banks. I definitely agree with that. But I'm still struggling on how to balance because curing my depression is spending money. And uh, that's that's not a good thing to have. But that also came from childhood trauma. So, you know, I know what it is, at least I've identified the problem and now I'm trying to change it. Mm-hmm. That is a thing. You know, um, a lot of women talk about uh, shopping therapy. It is not therapy because after you spend the money and it's your money, you feel stupid. <laughs> yep. You Man, feel listen, stupid. listen. I mean, Yo, like. Uh, oh, no, this is my... you, you about to go off. <laughs> this is my thing. Like, for me right now as a mom, and there is no man in my household, so there's nobody splitting bills with me. Um, I pay all the bills myself. And um, I have one of my kids' fathers is very consistent in helping me. And the other is, like, very hit or miss. It's sort of like he's not there. Um, so when it comes to, like, saving, it's very hard for me to do it. Um, which is why I really push for, you know, doing my business, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, having like different avenues of income to come in helps me feel better about shit I'm spending. So realistically, like when I sell something or when somebody pays me for something I did, it makes me feel better about spending the money I spent. Mm-hmm. But if it's exactly. just like, me getting a paycheck and me work and me see the hours that I work and how much money that is before I get that paycheck and then I see all of the bills and the amounts that's coming out to me it's kind of like okay what can I do that can bring in 
at least $350 every week to make me feel comfortable about spending this fucking money because the reality of a paycheck and inflation going up anybody that had been buying groceries anybody that's been driving around and paying this high ass gas anybody that's um you know been buying fucking fruit can see that the amount of money being spent is going up but your job is still paying you what the fuck your job is paying you right so the reality mm-hmm. is you're not you're not growing anywhere you're just paying what's right now and then eventually what's right now they're going to ask for more so then you're really just living in debt yeah and a, a lot of us are like i can tell you like it would be nice to be like you know what Look at like, cause I have this app called Solver, and I break down every bill, even like months ahead. So like, I have all my bills for November, December, stuff like that. There are other apps like you need a budget and stuff like that, but I need to physically like see, you know what? This is what I make every pay period, and these are the bills that are coming out every pay period. And the reason why I do that is to keep myself humble, knowing, hey, guess what? You can't go out here buying like three, four hundred dollars worth of shit, knowing that you know this is what you make, and it's humbling because like oh like you, you definitely deserve more so again you know the end of the year when it comes to review time and asking for raises and bonuses and shit like that i'll be on that for sure but when it comes to just keeping yourself humble like i would advise people to start with their calculator man um just go and figure out what your bills are and then go from there because a lot of us that's where we need to start and that was for me too like i had to start realizing the shit that i was actually paying for versus what, you know what was coming in so that's another thing a lot of people don't do that they need to do more of and we will do a show on it i just wrote it down so i won't mm-hmm. forget ask yes. for your raise mm. like we, we all need to do that like in the next <laughs> that's especially Tuesday. you that's greg we, we all do more than we need to we all mm-hmm. do more than we should we all are willing to help people. We all are willing to take on more. But every year, mm-hmm. so many people say, oh, I've been at this job for five years. Or, I've been in this job for 12 years. Or, I've been in this job. For... How many mm-hmm. times have you asked for a raise at that job? Yeah. And here's like, the thing, like, that... at least for my job, I, I, I know for a fact, like, with my job, like, we do get raises, but they're always between, like, two and, like, six percent. But the issue is that's not a raise. That is a cost of living increase. And people right. don't know the difference between that. We, we're going to touch on that on Tuesday. So please, like, can you notate I said that, like, the, the cost of living increase? Because when we talk on Tuesday, we can just break that down. I, I'd rather focus on what we're focusing on tonight because that'll be a whole nother 45 minutes of me, like, diatribe. So I'm going to shut up. we got plenty of voicemails that are going to talk for us. And, Shane, you're making, like, valid points. So let's go with it. All right. And what you're talking about with the pizza episode, yeah, it's a bad habit. The chemicals that they're putting in this food is causing us to be addicted because we are yep. addictive creatures. Mm-hmm. We are, whether we do drugs or not, we are addictive creatures to anything mm-hmm. and everything that we strive to use to take care of the pain and the hurt and the sorrow that we've put ourselves uh-huh. into. And finally, you know, we use that to dampen the situation, but it never really fixes anything. The time that needs to be taken is the time to learn something different. If you're going to purchase something that's going to make you make you original residual income, 
You're going to buy some shirts from, from a retail store and buy a box of shirts and pants and ties and stuff for, for retail price and then put a price tag on them things out there like back in the old days. Put them in the back of your trunk and sell those bad boys. You are now an entrepreneur mm -hmm. because entrepreneurs Look figure out the problem at hand. When you're able to figure Talk out your, your problem, shit, then you're able to figure out somebody else's problem. Mm. Talk your shit, um, This guy said, um, you know, a lot of people are concerned with um, getting a piece of something or getting more of what's already established. And he said, that's not the thing. The key is to figuring, figuring out how can you be the person people need? Yep. And then he was like, once you figure that out, you don't ever have to search for people for business. People who who want to get things done will come to you and then you just relax. Exactly. Yep. Oh, yep. He, he owns to something. He yeah, owns he, something. He's, he's spitting facts. Listen, mechanics ain't never broke. Ever. Ever. Because what it is a need, they can provide. Yeah, I had to tell my brother that. I said, you know why people usually have you as like their go-to person for emergencies and shit? Because you always have money on you because you you went into a trade that is never not needed. Mm. You know, a lot of people have jobs, even me. Like, out of all my brothers, I'm the only one that went to college and, and wanted to have this career. Realistically, one of my best friends hit me today. He was like, have you looked at this season product? What do you think about it? And I said, honestly, I haven't seen it and I don't care to see it because my life does not have me engulfed in fashion anymore. My life is not any ounce of retail anymore. My life is completely shifted from that. Like, I really don't wear, I don't really don't wear 80% of my wardrobe. So for me to be concerned with like what season Prada has put out and what it looks like, I said, I really can't tell you. He was like, you're supposed to be my price. And I said, I'm not into that shit anymore because it, it's not, it's not putting money in my pocket. So I don't, I'm not concerned with it. Exactly. And that's just how it should be. Like, I know, you know, we aren't supposed to make things transactional, but the entire fucking way that the world is made and the makeup of it is transactional. And we can't help that. All we can do is just adapt to it. So. Right. It's crazy. The savings account is for the birds. If you're going to save, <laughs> yes. you're going to put a certain amount of money up in there and then you're going to stop. Because you want to make sure they're able to give you back what you put up in there. Right. And of course, you're not going to be happy because it's not designed to make you happy. It's designed for them to make money. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's a product that they have. That's a product that they're giving you. And that's a product that you believe that you're going to get when you put your money up in there. But that's just luring you in to put money into their bank so they can use it and reinvest it into whatever they want to reinvest it in in the first place. You put that mm -hmm. amount of money and then wait five years and all you got is 60 bucks to add on to that. Something's not right. When I put six hundred dollars inside of a, 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 a put put about six hundred or five hundred dollars into a in, in into a forex platform, and I push the button mm -hmm. and I set it for one minute. I'm going to give it one minute for me to make some money, and I, I put I put five hundred dollars up in there. I, I'm now going to make about four hundred ninety nine dollars, depending on the percentage of the money. Of, of, of mm. it's okay, I need to I need to understand this forex stuff because. 
because so many people come into my messages about it and yeah. it's in like, it, it it turns me off because to me it's kind of like yeah. it's like spam. It, it feel like Mary Kay to me. Yeah, so Honestly, but it feel like Mary Kay. But I don't understand it, and if it's legit, I would love to learn about it. But if it's like something scammy, I don't care yeah. to know about that shit because I know what I had to do for my money. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a prostitute, yeah. but I don't want to waste the work in the time that I put in to get that money for something that's really not giving me the results that I need. But I would love to learn about that shit. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I would, like you said, learn to, like, know what it is, but when it comes to, like, people messaging you, oh, about Forex, it just, it feels like, flip your 50 into 500. That's what it feels like, you know, without being disrespectful. I'm sure that there are experts. The issue is, the experts have told people who they made quick money, and now they're mm-hmm. telling everybody it's quick money. And that's my, like, problem. I won't say my problem with Forex, but that's my experience of what people have tried to explain to Forex to me. They're like, oh, well, guess what? I put $50 in there, and I got $499 or something like that. I'm like, that, that sounds good, but it sounds like a quick flip. It sounds like you need instant money, and that's your way of getting instant money. I don't need instant money. I'm not here for instant gratification. Like, I could do that, like he said, with like a savings account and just, you know, hey, I'll put my money in there. And then when I need it, I could just take it back out. That's what, you know, they're using Forex for. The way he's explaining is like, no, like you can take that money that you're putting in there and you're going to have to work to get more of that. But it's still your money. And that's what they don't explain those messages or in those bios like, hey, click here for Forex. I'm like, no, I'm actually all right. I'm good. So hopefully he can explain a little bit more about it, though. Hmm. Okay, so I'm gonna click some more because we got more. Um, hey, Tia, we got more messages. So let me see. Depending on on the interest on the money inside of the forex, you know, uh, uh, um, stuff like that there, or 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 Coca Cola, or those are the commodities, IBM, this, that, and us, uh, and another. Depending on the percentage of how much they're paying out, depends on whether or not when you put five hundred dollars down. To, to, to hopefully win, you're going to make a close to another $499, close to five, another $500, you know, mm-hmm. and um, that's, that's a profit. Now you could take that 500, close to 400 smart dollars out and, and do what in the world you want to do. You didn't go to no job. You didn't work no 12 to 16 hours. You just made $500 and you got $500 still invested into the platform. All you got to do is make the next right move and make another one or else mm-hmm. lose and have to go back to the J-O-B to hustle up investment money we've got to change our mindsets from i gotta pay the bills and think about investment money mm. Mm. yeah and you know i was going to touch on investments but he he's he's speaking the gospel and we are hour in thank y'all for listening to loud mouth stereo Let, let's keep it going all right i think the hardest thing about being an adult and working is knowing when to ask for a raise and how to ask for a raise I feel like asking for a raise as an adult is the equivalent to asking your parents if your friend can stay over the night at your house. Yep, I think that's a that's a great analogy. Great I put, analogy. I put that question down for um, that show. So thank you. Look at that. <laughs> Tuesday gonna be fire. I'm telling y'all that now. Hey Shan. Hey Greg. It's Tierra. Um, but yes, Shan. Yes, that's what you need to do. 
you need to learn how to figure out how to be the person people need. That's what I'm on the journey of trying to do. Like I'm I've over the course of the last couple of years through this pandemic and all this, um, I've been trying to figure out, um, you know, what it is that I want to do, um, to make money because I'm so tired of working for the man, so tired of working for at these nine to five, at these nine to fives. And I'm just trying to figure out what type of business that I can do. Cause I've actually heard that before that where I can be the point person where the person can come to me where, you know, the person needs me and I can build a business business off someone needing me. Exactly. What's good, y'all? We are coming up on our anniversary show. So if you want to support us, give back to us and give to yourself, you can get some merch on the Loudmouth Stereo Shop. That's L-O-U-D-M-O-U-F. Stereo Shop. Put it in your Google. Put it in your Bing. Put it in your Yahoo search. You're going to find the shop, okay? It's with Teespring. They're going to get you your items. They're going to ship it to you quick. And it's going to be what it needs to be. Personally, I've uh, tested the sweatshirt and the t-shirt. I like it. It washes well. It fits perfectly, okay? I wore my sweatshirt yesterday. But we do have anniversary merch merchandise okay so after like i think after like two weeks i'm going to completely take it off but it's just our way greg and shan to give back to y'all because y'all been giving to us for over in a year okay last october we came together digitally because um (laughs) i have never met greg in real life greg has never met me in real life but we created a show, we created a bond, we created a friendship through Loudmouth Stereo, and we appreciate y'all for listening, sharing, and coming through and dropping gems with us on the show. Can't wait to hear you guys on the show, on the comments, for October 23rd at 9.30 on Stereo App. But till then, enjoy this episode. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Act, that's a fact. Yes, strictly biz. Savings accounts are for for the birds. I I don't put my banks, uh, my money in banks any anymore either. Um, I stopped that years ago because uh, I had Wachovia. It started off as Wachovia, then became Wells Fargo, and Wells Fargo they charge you for the dumbest shit. So. <laughs> They have like every stupid banking fee you can think of. So I stopped putting my money in banks years ago. Um, but I my brother, he has like four thousand dollars in the bank. And I was telling him about uh doing cryptocurrency, doing forex, and he was like, No, I don't wanna take my money out the bank and I'm like, You need to invest that money. I'm I'm trying to I've been telling him this for the longest. Your money sitting in the bank is not gonna do anything, but he does not want to invest that money or take that money out of the bank. You don't want to touch that money for nothing. It's a, it's a mindset that we're, um, it's a mindset that we're programmed into believing in that we have to be also programmed into not believing in, in order to get out of it. 
Uh, again, what Sean said is something that you have to teach yourself over a period of time. But it's kind of like, what at what point do you feel like it's going to be the start? And a lot of times when I hear people talk about the day that they wanted to change or the day that they felt like they was ready, when they when they talk about their success and you tell and that you ask them like what's their regret and they'd be like, I wish I did it sooner. Mm. And I don't want to be that person. Not at all. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person when it comes to life insurance because a lot of people are finding like a lot of life insurance uh, companies won't take you if you had certain procedures done. A lot of life insurance companies won't take you if you have a certain uh, um, hereditary illness. A, a lot of companies won't take you if you're at a certain age. And you know how older men get, especially where they don't want to go to the doctor. Ain't nothing wrong. I don't need to see nothing wrong. But you got seven kids and no life insurance. Exactly. And, and make it make sense because I don't know about you, Greg, but I'm tired of seeing um, GoFundMe's for mm-hmm. Pookie t-shirt. Man, what? That That's the one thing I will say. I maxed the fuck out of that uh, life insurance at work. Not mm-hmm. only, I've been doing it for every job that I have. Now, I don't know how it works like after you leave because I've had three like law jobs. So mm-hmm. I don't know how it works like after you leave is, like that matter or like does that carry over I, I should ask that actually yes write that down like uh because like I think that is big and by Wednesday of next week I should have an answer to it uh because I'm going to do research about if you leave a job and then you get another job like that life insurance policy that you were paying for like does that roll over into the current or does that just kind of like go into the void so I will that's, research that's that thing. and I'll figure it that's another thing with life insurance is people will pay it and pay it and pay it. And then when you miss one payment, them companies, they keep your money and you just fucked. Mm-hmm. And, you, and that person that's supposed to be the beneficiary doesn't get what they're supposed to get because you miss one payment. Mm-hmm. So well, I'm, I'm definitely going to ask because. Yes, and the the younger you get that life insurance, the cheaper it is. And um, yep. especially if you have children, you should have it. Mm-hmm. And there's a, also, <laughs> that's under um, the best ways to grow money is you can grow a lot of money through life insurance. Um, the younger you buy, the cheaper it is. And a lot of life insurance companies will allow you to borrow from the life insurance. So it's kind of like yep. an your money that that you can borrow from and put back and use it as a fund as you know opposed to using your own working money that you have to wait a certain amount of hours to have this money is sitting there for whatever you want to use it for so it's all about Mm -hmm. knowledge I think knowledge will save you money knowledge will save you a lot of mistakes that can be um, missed and knowledge will prevent you from dealing with the long way because you doing mm-hmm. things the smarter way but um, I'm going to continue to play these messages because they stacking up alright there are legit companies that um teach you how to do forex I've been looking into it because I've been trying to learn how to do forex well, um, as well 
but there are legit companies you just gotta re research and find them i know like a lot of the people on instagram <laughs> they seem scammy but yeah. it looked like just research it. you'll find a lot of um companies like legit companies that teach you how to uh do forex because i've been looking into it because i've been wanting to learn it i just i don't know <sighs> i it's just taking me a little longer to learn how to do it <laughs> but yeah there are a lot of legit companies out there that'll train you or teach you how to do forex it's like when it comes to money i treat it like um relationships I don't want to get into it if you're going to play with me. <laughs> I don't want no parts if you won't play. But if you want to if you want to grow some shit and do some shit seriously, I'm with the shits because realistically like I've been having a lot of money come through my hands. Um mm -hmm. you know, honestly and I'm at a point where I want to do what I need to do with the money to make it work for me instead of just sitting there waiting to be spent. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, but I'm going to play Sean's um, messages because he got a lot of them. So, um, doing it with the Forex, when you go into Forex or anything that's different, that's new, it's like going into a brand new job. You don't know what in the world you're going to be doing. But guess what? The manager shows you what to do, step by step, blow by blow, and he leaves you alone and you start doing it. Very simple. Either he puts you at the beginning of the machine, the middle of the machine, or at the end of the machine. Well, I put you at the beginning of the machine, you're going to load the machine. If I put you in the middle of the machine, you're going to make sure nothing falls off the track. I'm going to put you at the end of the machine because of the fact you're going to put the stickers, you're going to put the stuff in the box, and you're going to close it up, seal it up, put it on the, on the forklift, and it's out the door. Well, at the same time that it took you to learn how to do that at your job, you got good at it. Well, if you do what you yeah. do at the job for yourself in Forex or whatever the case may be, you're going to become a master at what you do one way or, an, or another, but you just got to stick your foot in it. And that's what I do. I mentor, I teach individuals. Mm. Okay. We've been programmed to be uh, consumers. We consume too much. We consume nonsense. We think that a house is an asset, but Robert T. Kiyosaki says, no, it's not. If you got a tenant inside of, the, inside of your apartment or inside of your house, and they're tearing that bad boy up, now it's, an ass, it's, it's, it's a liability, and liabilities takes money out of your pockets. Now, if you got a good tenant up in there and they're paying you every single month, no ifs, ands, and buts, now it's an asset. Now... This is what they say, use other people's money. If you learn how to or use other people's money, then stop using those credit cards for buying a whole bunch of stuff that's going to fall in 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 a in in a value and you use other people's money by using the credit cards in order to get business opportunities set up for yourself yeah. because your business is going to start pulling money in. Now you can pay off those cards and your credit starts to raise up when you start doing Yes. Mm. That part, that part. Mm. Right let, let me tell you, man. Right we've been pimped by dead presidents for the for day from from day one, from yes. our first jobs, and that's all we know how to do is spend, 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 spend. Do you think it's time for us to pimp the dead presidents? 
Do you think yes. that it's time for us to be so. in control of the presidents? You know how wealthy people get rich, get wealthy like they, they are? Because they keep a certain amount of money to themselves. How do you become a millionaire if you're too busy spending money on coffee and lattes mm. and Burger King and McDonald's and all the rest of these things that they got out there to keep you spending money on garbage? These scientists put stuff in your food to keep you... I, man, I got to go to Burger King, man. I got to go to McDonald's. And you, you're finding out that they, 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 they're killing kids and, and cooking kids and all kind of stupid stuff in there. But that don't stop us from, from going to McDonald's and stuff like that and spending our money. We see a brand new... Oh, oh, and, oh yes. Oh, here's another one. He's on fire. He's going, he's going forward. He's going forward. When it comes to your children... We tell them the first thing, Santa Claus is a bald-faced lie. You don't want your child to lie to you, don't lie to them. Tell them the truth. Right. I don't care how cute it may sound, Santa Claus and the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and all the rest of that crap. When they get older, they're going to notice that there ain't no reindeers with no red nose. They're going to notice that reindeers don't fly. They're going to notice that ain't no Santa Claus don't live forever because everybody on the face of this earth sure enough drops dead because if they believe that he lives forever, then, then he's believing <laughs> in what the Creator says is... is, is he, is, well, the creator just told you a big ball for his life because he said in the word, all things shall surely perish. So if you don't want your child to lie to you, you're tired of lies, it's time to get the truth. Stop believing in Santa Claus and the, 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 the Easter bunny because also in the, in the scripture is written, do not celebrate paganistic holidays. Let's, let me break this down so I slow it down for y'all so y'all know what y'all actually doing every time in Christmas and all the rest of these holidays, pagan holidays come around. I'm going to say it real, real, real fast at first. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> How do we get here? Pagan. Pagan holiday. Whippy. Sounds good. Pagan. It's a bad thing from what the scripture says. Why? How come? Well, you got a definition inside of the dictionary that'll say one thing. But if you really slow it down, when you say pagan, slow it down a little bit. Pay again. Every year, mm. pay again. Your bank account is nice and juicy right about now. Guess what? Now you got to pay again. Why? Because your children see some brand new toys on TV. They want you to get that for them for Christmas. And they hit, you, they hit, they hit your emotional strings. You got to get this here for your kids, for your children. Pay again. Easter comes, pay again. Halloween comes, pay again. Crazy Eddie had all kind of special sales. You have to pay again for those paganistic holidays. Stop paying for paganistic crap and you can... I had to tell... Um, he's right about that. Um, I had to tell my friend um, Kiki, she was like, ooh, Best Buy about to have a sale between October 19th and such and such. I said Best Buy not having a sale. Best Buy um, was in an article last year talking about how uh -huh. they're going to be marking up their products at a 300% yep. markup. So, yep. whatever sale Best Buy is going to push this upcoming season, it's not a sale. Now, people are, will probably buy the shit at the correct yep. price that was supposed to be sold at. Exactly. And, you know, with all it like, you know, the boats and everything finally hitting shores, even though there's a lot of delays, a lot of that shit that they couldn't get off the books right on time for the end of the year. They're like, hey, guess what? Um, it, it's here for you. I went and got 
uh, monitor because I told you that my monitor was on the fritz. So I went and got a new monitor, and I got that for two hundred and fifty dollars. The monitor was normally like nine hundred and twenty dollars. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what happened? They're like, oh yeah, well, you know, we just had a few extra ones, so you know, we had to start slashing rates. And I was like, but this time last year, you could not find a monitor, and the reason for that was working from home. Do you remember last year when people were looking for desk and like work from home it shit and you couldn't find out. nothing? Bro, I don't, like, it's, it's not even like electronics though, Shan. Like, Clorox wipes. Clorox wipes, they used to, like, this time last year, it were like $15. Now they've made yeah. so much of it, they're like, yo, like, buy one, get one free. And it's like, it better be if, like, and the price obviously went down, so it's no longer $15. They're now back to the price of like seven, eight bucks. And the reason for that is because you can only fool people for so long. And when I say fool people, meaning, if it's on the shelf and ain't nobody bought, like if nobody's purchased it, they're not going to buy it. So you're going to slash the prices because you know for a fact you've got to get that shit out of there. All the stuff now that has ex- like expiration dates and actually, you know what? I'm gonna shut up. But pin pin down expiration dates too, because I really have like a, a gripe with expiration dates. But put that for Tuesday. I'm gonna shut up because we got voicemails. Okay. You mean Wednesday? Wednesday. I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm thinking ahead to too much shit. So you are. It's but it's, it means your brain is working. Um, before I hit these more messages, I want to get into the next um category. Um, like, what are your financial goals? Um, that that is something that I I will have an answer for once I have figured it out. My my quick immediate answer is my financial goals are to have absolutely no debt. And when I say absolutely, I mean, like, but I'll give myself till 2022, like until I'd say November 1st. And the reason for that is because I I know November 1st is coming up now. So if I give myself the entire calendar year, no debt, meaning the only debt that I should have is the daycare that I pay for. And honestly, I don't really want to pay that. I would much rather have a relative do that. But again, story for another day. That's my immediate goal is to be completely debt free by November 1st. Okay, so I do want to pay off all my um, college debt. Um, I hate Mm -hmm. the fact that I know I owe so much money to an entity and I I don't have the means to be like, here, get out of my face. I'm not there yet, Mm -hmm. but I will be. You know what I'm saying? I speak things into existence. Um, My financial goals right now is to pay down my credit cards to like, I want to be like, okay, yeah, I owe y'all $200. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I paid off. Well, I didn't pay it completely off, but I paid down one a lot. And then I paid down a good chunk of another one. Um, I want to stabilize my finances more to where mm-hmm. I won't be like super worried if an emergency pops up. I just know I, where I need to go to get that. Um I want to grow my income and cut spending the money I'm actually working to make. Mm-hmm. Do you mind if I add one? Because you just made me think of one. And then yeah. I know you have more. Um, for me, I want to limit my reoccurring transactions, um, meaning mm-hmm. subscriptions. So, like, you know, we talked about Netflix for the past, like, three weeks and stuff like that. I want to eliminate the fluff. So do I really need all these streaming services? Do I need all of these like in-app purchases? Uh, do I need a, a whole bunch of shit that's, it comes out 
reoccurring and I accept it because it's just a bill to me and it's something that I know for a fact I'm gonna pay every month instead of sitting down and saying, you know what, do I really need that shit? Um, I'm gonna start, you know, hopefully like getting together like a friend pool because I see other people doing it where one person pays for a subscription, the other person pays for another subscription and we all rotate it that way. That way people are saving money because right now, and I told you this before, like I'm the person who has the subscriptions and all the family members use it. So effective January 1, that's going to be my thing. Family members, if you want to be down with this, you're going to have to either use it or it's no longer available. Like small thing, and I know we got to get back to voicemails. I have Tidal, Spotify, and Apple Music. Apple Music is free because it comes with my cell plan. So there's that. Um, Spotify, I paid them when I first started, it was $9.99, and I'm paying for the family plan at $16.95. That's going to get demoted. Title, I have like the lifetime thing, so I don't have to pay for that anymore. But a lot of these streaming services, it's, it's actually cheaper for me to just have cable, which I never thought I would say that. <laughs> um, but it's cheaper for me to pay that, which I already pay. I think Fios for us is 230 a month. But when you factor in like, if you use YouTube TV, that's $70 a month. If you use Paramount Plus, $14 a month. Disney, The Disney Plus thing, that's $15 a month. By the time you end up watching all the shit that you want to watch, you're paying them $300 in subscriptions. I don't want to do that. So my goal right there is to cut fluff from that, as well as not even just like subscriptions, things that I pay for. Instead of going to Chipotle once a week to treat myself or out to eat to treat myself, learn to make those recipes at home with the groceries and the shit that I have. So that is definitely something financial that I told myself I'm going to get honed in on and figure it out before January 1. Okay, we got a lot of voice. What else you got for me? Jesus, um, oh my God, what happened? <laughs> um, I want to make a, um, a proper will because that's something I feel like I should have um, mm-hmm. done properly. Um, mm-hmm. Especially in these times of fucking virus, you just don't know. And um, mm-hmm. focus on focus on how I value my time as far as income. Mm-hmm. So um, those are like on my financial goal list, but we got to get these like uh, down. So oh, hold uh, on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One thing. One thing to add to the notes um, for Wednesday, is it cheaper to buy yearly plans or monthly plans? I think that it's going to matter when it comes to that conversation. So just add that. But I know we got voicemails. That's all I wanted to say. Okay. Yes, that's another thing. Most individuals that are on network marketing are shoving stuff down people's throats that they don't need, number one. Hey, check out this idea, man. Take a look at this idea over here and tell me what you think. Now, now, Now you got to a copy and paste bunch of information with $36,000, this, that, and another. This is this this is the product, the lotion, the potion, this, that, and another. Are you interested? No, I'm not. I don't need it. I'm a millionaire. I drive around in a Lamborghini and I fly around in a Learjet. What in the world do I need your product for? Now, we're told that we go, go, go to network marketers that need help, all right? The more people you help, the closer to wealth you get. If you can find individuals that you that need your help, they're willing to dig in your pocket and put some money in yours. I know because I build websites. I build. I do things. I get paid. I lay down in my bed and look up at the ceiling, and guess what? I found out how to make my money work for me while I'm laying down looking up at the ceiling, counting the cracks and crevices. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm-mm. 
That's the energy I like to see. Well, let me tell you something. There's a lot of the way that people come in with forex is a, it's just just shoving stuff down your throat that you don't know nothing about. They're not there to teach mm-hmm. you how and how come and what is this and and nine times out of ten the person that's listening it really is they're already in a state of fear. They're already in a state of doubt. And here you are trying to tell them to spend, oh, it's only going to cost you $199 a month so that you can learn how to do this here. Well, sure, I could take that same $199 and put it inside the platform without having to pay you nothing. Because you can go to YouTube and, and get most of the information that you need if you're really interested in learning it. But I teach, I, I teach, I mentor, I help people begin to learn how to use that bad boy. So when you decide to push the button and take a chance with your money, you can't blame me. I give, I've given you the basics on what to look for, how to use the tools. You've seen how I did it. All you got to do is play with it every day when you wake up in the morning. Figure it out for yourself till you get the idea. Do your own research. I'm here. Hmm. He, he's spitting. He's not Forex playing. Forex is the next thing next to the to, to re, uh, real estate. Forex is the next step for wealth. That's my job at work. One minute, I'm paid 400 and some odd dollars in one minute. Guess what? If I set it for an hour, I can make more because now I'm waiting for, I'm taking the chance on whether or not it's going to go up within an hour or it's going to drop within an hour. And if I'm reading my instruments correctly, then guess what? I'm a winner. I've got an extra couple of thousand dollars in my pocket that I can carry around. My bills are already paid because I'm busting my butt up at the job. That takes care of that. Take, when you need multiple streams of income, that, that, that helps out the J-O-B. And when you start making more money than the J-O-B, you don't need the J-O-B no more. Yeah. Because you've invested in gold, silver, and uh, 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 all kind of uh, assets that's rolling in some type of money. You got a skill. You know how to, you know how to create a website. You know how to do intros and outros. Mm. I hope people are listening and understand this shit. Check this like, out. They're asking stuff for the birds. I'm trying to tell you something. That's why we've been programmed. Let me tell you what I tell people when I walk into the J-O-B at- atmosphere. And when they talk about, well, I got a question to ask, and I'm asking one of the managers, but there's another manager that's up above that manager, and they want me to talk to that manager, but they tell me to go talk to the boss. I say, hold everything. I'm a whole different caliber here. There, I don't have no boss here. And then I let them know why I'm not, I'm, you're like, why you're not the boss. I don't call my dad the boss. I don't call my mom the boss. And most of us don't even halfway tell God that he's the boss, even though that's the only one that deserves to be called the boss besides yourself, because he gives you the permission to call yourself the boss, because you are all that then some of the bag of Dorito chips in his eyes, as long as you give him the respect and not disrespect him by having the honors and, and, and the pleasures of being the boss. But let's break down the boss. Boss, build on self-success. Bill, B, on, O, self, S, success, S. Boss, what does that mean? I'm the boss. I'm building on my... Mm. Mm. He's talking spicy. I like that breakdown. Come on, Sean. There's, 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 there's ways to, to, get, to ask for a raise and all that stuff there. But that's like going to mommy and daddy. Mommy, daddy, can I get a raise for my allowance, please? Huh? Huh? Mm. Oh, oh, daddy, mommy, can I go on vacation, please? Mm-hmm. Huh? When you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, when you talk about being an adult, when you're tired of being mm-hmm. a baby, baby being babysitted by management system, and that's all they are, are babysitters. They babysit the money. They babysit you. They babysit the business. They babysit the product. And I tell them straight to their face, exactly. And they, you know what they can say? They can't say nothing. They say, you know, you're right. You're getting paid just like I am. 
Just like a teacher. A teacher is being paid to teach. But a teacher can't teach me how to become famous. A teacher can't teach me how to become successful. A teacher can't teach me how to become wealthy. So what is what in the world am I going to a teacher for to learn how to become wealthy? The School of Hard Knocks will definitely teach you if you're listening closely and then you're paying attention and you got a notepad open and you're taking notes and then you begin to do something on your... That's why I always say, like, that manager shit has never been a stunt for me. And mm-hmm. I've, I've never wanted it because you're basically going to put me in the line for blame, babysitting adults, and having stress. When I leave this place, y'all going to call me for bullshit with this job as, as, as in this is my responsibility. This store... Or this place is not my responsibility. I don't make guap from this company. The owners do. The CEOs do. I don't I do not do that. And I don't want nobody above me telling me it's my fault that this employee did this because I didn't check them. What the fuck? Yeah. So we are at an hour 30 saying, like, we, we will definitely break this into two parts. So you have to tell them again, just in case people forget. All right. So, uh, y'all, this is Loud Mouth Stereo. Um, my name is Shan from She Gets a Podcast. That is Greg from Young, Black, and Bothered. Uh, we have our hot topic tonight, clearly. Uh, we're not going to get everything out. So, this is just going to be part one. Uh, we haven't done a show like this in a while. I appreciate Sean for coming in here and dropping some facts. Thank you to Tierra. Everybody that's listening, please share it. If you know anybody trying to figure out what to do with their money instead of wasting it, uh, this is a show they need to listen to. I will have this on Loud Mouth Stereo Podcast, which is on your podcast platforms, um, probably by Monday. Just keep an eye out for it. We're going to continue. For the most part, I think we're just going to have to get through these messages, and then we'll do part two um, on a different day. Absolutely. All right. Let me go get through these messages. When it comes to the life insurance at your job, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's only um, term life insurance, which means you have to actually die while you're employed at that company in order for you to for there to be a payout. But, yeah, definitely do your research because I've been out of that space for quite some time. So, Mm. Well, I guess I could ask her now um, about borrowing against the life insurance. Because I I was looking at an article while he was saying something. And according to the website, it's like you can borrow from your life insurance policy and you don't have to pay back the loan. In addition, you don't have to pay the annual interest. So as long as the total outstanding loan, the original loan plus accumulated interest does not exceed the policy's cash value. So... Hopefully somebody can answer that question because I'm sure there's someone right now who, when they were working, they didn't, you know, realize they were paying for the life insurance and they may be out of work, but either out of work or just whatever. And that life insurance is sitting there and they could actually borrow against that. So that might be something for somebody. So hopefully Mm -hmm. um, somebody knows. So just leave us a voicemail. We'll play it. The only, the main issue I have with Forex, Bitcoin, crypto, all of that is 
everyone wants to say either you pay for their master class or do research, do research, do research. I feel as though we're still kind of gatekeeping in a sense because everyone's like, oh, you can find it on YouTube, you can find it on YouTube. But what if that person doesn't have the time to find it on YouTube? Um, why can't we just at some time just basically give like a basic like, hey, here's like the top 10 basic things that you should know and then everything else if you want to know more you can kind of expand from there why can't we just do that now why is everything now everyone has to do their own research research it's just it i have so many thoughts about people doing their own research like it's just bad so okay so i can only speak to the crypto space when it comes to crypto it's so volatile that giving everybody all the information in the game can actually be a hindrance to them because Say, for example, Dogecoin earlier this year. Again, not financial advice, but I'm just telling you what happened. Back in January, I got into Dogecoin when it was at $0.04. Cent, and I was telling friends, I was like, yo, I don't know what this is about, but I hear white people talking about it. And white people, whenever they start whispering, I just know for a fact I need to have my foot in it. And I, you know, the reason why I said that was because the last time I heard like my white friends talking about a, a cryptocurrency was Bitcoin. That was 2010. We had just started Twitter. And, you know, the people I was following, they're like, oh, man, let's get into Bitcoin. And I was in the text fucking thread. And one of the guys now is like a fucking like a multimillionaire because of the fact that he invested 500 bucks into Bitcoin when it was like fucking maybe like 30, 40 cents. He put $500 into the shit. And he has so many Satoshi and Bitcoin and different coins and stuff like that. And I told myself I would never go through that again. Sometimes it's just a dark play. Dogecoin is a, you know, in my personal opinion, again, not financial advice, a dark play. Some things like people can't give you that advice, one, because they're not the financial advisor. Again, this ain't even financial advice, because what happens if you tell somebody, even like a YouTuber, and this is for Pam, who just left that voicemail. If you go and tell somebody, oh, yeah, well, you know, this is what you need to do if you want to invest in Bitcoin and Dogecoin and ADA, Cardano and shit like that. You tell somebody that. The first thing they're going to go do is throw all of their money into that shit. And if they lose all, that could be their life savings. They go and throw $100,000 into a coin and then it ends up flopping. And they come to you and they're like, well, you told me everything. It's like, that's why people tell you to do your research. That's why they tell you to go and sit down. Because the thing is, you can't give everybody all the information in one sitting. Everybody wants all that information in one sitting, but it, it doesn't work that way. Like when you learn, like with school, I get it, like, you know, you went through grade school, you went through college and stuff like that. Some shit is a process and losing money is, it, it can happen fast, but making it is, it's a slow roll and crypto is that slow roll. I don't know anything about Forex, but what I do know about crypto is you're not going to wake up one morning and say, you know what? I just made a hundred thousand dollars off a of Dogecoin. It's rare that it does happen. And when it does, you know, in my personal advice, take half and then leave the other half in. But again, not financial advice. But for her, when it says, you know, people on YouTube tell you to do your research, that's exactly why. There was a guy who he invested, I think he invested $100,000 into Dogecoin. And he was all over the newspapers. You can go and read it for yourself. He ended up staying in Dogecoin after it went to $0.74. Cent, and he was up, I think, like $21 million. Right now, Dogecoin is at like $0.22. Cent. He didn't lose money. He's still up there and like, you know, being a millionaire. But he's like, I'm in it for the long haul. Me personally, I'm telling you straight up. 
if I made $21 million off of a $100,000 investment, guess what the fuck I'm doing? I'm getting the fuck out. That's not financial advice. That's Greg advice. Uh, but again, you, you have to know what you're dealing with, but you also have to do the research. And doing the research, that could be as simple as opening Robinhood or opening like Delta or whatever app that's going to tell you, hey, like you made or lost money that day. That's what they mean by doing your research. That doesn't mean going and opening 15 different computers and going to Wall Street and trying to figure shit out. Sometimes you just have to Google, what is this coin? What is Forex? What is this? Just like Sean is telling us a lot of information that we had no clue about. We can still like, you know, hear what he's saying, but we still have to do our research to that. And the reason for that is we don't know the truth from the lie. And that's no offense to Sean, but it's like, you still have to sit down and think for yourself because that's your money you're playing with at the end of the day. So that's all I'm gonna say about that. I'm gonna shut up. We got voicemails. All right. So I'm playing messages from 1037 people. I am no longer... <laughs> I'm so long going my show notes because we can't. I need to end this show at eleven twenty something because it won't be, it won't be small enough for me to edit. So I'm gonna just run through these. Go for. And nine times out of ten, most people don't they don't believe they don't they don't they don't know what real money is. Let's go to the scripture once again. Let's go to Haggai chapter two verse eight. The Creator's money, as it said in that verse, states. That his money is is silver and or gold. Period. Doesn't say nothing about the dollar bill. Doesn't say nothing about that fiat. Fiat means fake fiat currency. And if you look at your dollar bill right now, it says Federal Reserve note. It's not federal. It's owned by a business. It's their money. That's how come nobody else can counterfeit it or else they can lock your ass up because it's not your money. Mm -hmm. It's in your pocket, but it's going to burn a hole in it because that's the way it's designed. It's supposed to move. That's why it's called currency. If the water doesn't move, then the money goes stale. So they got to keep it moving. Mm -hmm. And all it is is debt. We are debt. Mm. With using this here fake fiat currency. That's all it is, is debt. You know, get away from debt and start getting assets that makes your money. Mm. Talk, man. Talk. Life insurance. Talk hmm. I can't really speak upon Uh-oh. life insurance. <laughs> I need a middleman to pay for life insurance. That's just another means of taking money out of my damn pocket. My job isn't paying me enough to pay for life insurance, car insurance. Electric, gas, cell phone, mm-hmm. internet. That's why you need multiple streams of income in order for you to be able to yes, feel sir. more comfortable at the idea of, well, now I can handle it. I'm making enough money here off of Forex or gold and silver. And I, and my job is, wow, I'm feeling I'm all right now. I'm not worrying. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, all that Forex crap, man, it's, it's nothing but a piece of paper, just like a dollar bill. If the mm-hmm. if the job goes down, your forex goes down too. And the reason why mm-hmm. you get punished because of the fact that you ask or need money from your four hundred one k is because you're now a dependent. You're dependent to your job, and you're dependent. Mm. Mm. He's spitting. Yeah. I I hear you strictly biz, but trying to learn those candlesticks and all that stuff. <laughs> That stuff is like, I don't know. It's it's like um, a, a whole another language I got to learn if if you understand that. So I don't know. Like I said, I've been trying to learn how to do Forex. I've like, um, I go to seminars. I've gone to conferences. 
it's just taking me a little longer um to learn how to do it and i did uh open up a demo account um i gotta go back and look at it and because i haven't uh looked at it in a while but <sighs> i don't know i don't know i i have been looking into learning how to do forex and i don't know i gotta get somebody to do some one-on-one -on -one training with me with the forex <laughs> Y'all are dropping gems tonight. Keep going, Shane. Your, your job is like using your money to now. invest, just like the bank. Mm -hmm. And they're investing in the 401k. It's theirs. They're making a certain amount of money. They got to put a certain percentage over to the side for you. Now, if you want to take money out of that 401k because you got an emergency, now all of a sudden you're going to get punished because you need money out of your account. And you got to pay that plus. That don't make no sense. That's just the way the system mm -hmm. is designed. You don't have to worry about that if Agreed. you're making money underneath the table. Hmm. Mm -hmm. As long as you're making money mm -hmm. underneath the table and you and you know how to use the system, food stamps, welfare, housing, whatever, your rent is paid. Your electric is paid. Your gas is paid. You're getting mm -hmm. paid underneath the table. They can't tell. The hardest thing you can possibly mm -hmm. do is refill out the paper recertification. But you're busy building up, building up your wealth. So when you feel like it's time for you to move on, you can do it. Your business is now rolling down the hill. This man is spitting. Gospel. I'll tell you about knowledge. Like Let me go back to that again. You're right. You're right. We need to know how to use that knowledge and put it into effect. But the knowledge that's being used against us is what got us into this hole in the first place. Some greedy individuals have the knowledge, the true knowledge of what would make everything so easy on this earth. Who's holding it? The Illuminati, the enlightened ones, they're holding out the information. That is the negative and the positive parts of the Illuminati. There's a negative and positive to knowledge. And it's, it's just like a gun. If you, if you take a gun to go out there and hunt for food, it's a positive scenario that you're going to get back. If you take that gun out there to murder somebody, it's a negative situation. Now, whoever has this knowledge knows how to manipulate our minds, telling us our, their his story through the television programming system, which is the most deadliest weapon on the planet. Speaking on relationships, you have to have a relationship with yourself, with your creator, and then know how to have a relationship with someone else. Because someone else might be just mentally disturbed in their heads and not know it. You don't know if you're crazy. You don't know if you're mentally disturbed. You think it's normal. That's why when I go into a psychologist and they, you know, not to see that I'm crazy or not, I, you know, hey, I, I wouldn't know if I was crazy. I, I, I know I'm not crazy because I'm crazy, yes. Because crazy people see crazy, some crazy stuff, and we come out of our mouths with some real serious down-to-earth real, reality. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, if I was mentally disturbed, crazy somewhere along the line, I wouldn't know it. I'd be convinced. I'd believe that I am, I am sane. And we got some convinced individuals that think that they're sane, but they're mentally disturbed. So the relationship that they have with, with whatever's going on is messed up from day one. Fact. That's a big fact right there. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of with you, Strictly Biz. I'm kind of over-celebrating these holidays now that I kind of, you know know what they about as well 
but I've, you know, we've decided this year that we're only getting his one gift and they're going to have to live with that because you're right, pay again. We're paying again every year with these dang on holidays and spending money and going broke after the holidays. We can't keep going through that. So if we do get them anything, it will just be one gift. Um, And then over the years, I've spent hundreds of dollars buying these kids toys and stuff and then they break the shit like the next week or they don't play with it no more so we decided this year everybody's getting one gift and ass is gonna be happy with that and ain't gonna be no going all out because the struggle is real and we can't keep them paying hundreds of dollars for these bullshit ass toys that's it shan had an episode about that last year about fucking christmas gifts mm-hmm. yeah yeah Shane, you, you know how I paid off my college debt for a damn school that I didn't even finish to graduate from. Uh, they 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 took the the higher the uh, college took my fucking taxes. That's how I paid off my college debt. Oh, <laughs> they took, the 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 school I went to. They they went in there and took all my taxes. So yeah, that's pretty much how Sally Mae or whoever that is. They took all my 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 taxes, and that's how I paid off my college debt. So, uh, <laughs> so um, and, and now I only owe about four hundred dollars. So I'm about to uh, get that paid now. But yeah, that, that's how I got rid of my college debts, uh, Shan. You know, they just came in there and just took all my taxes. Let me tell you, if they <laughs> the ever, she said it. <laughs> if they ever came and was like, "We gonna take your taxes until this is paid off." I probably won't see anything from my taxes until I'm like, until I'm like in my mid forties. Oh no! Because the taxes, mm-hmm. taxes that I get back don't equate to what my debt is. Like you'll be pulling until like I'm in my forties. <laughs> like oh, yeah. that shit don't make no sense. Like what? It's like yo, up to us to 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 you know um. You know, find the needle in a haystack. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. The prime example that I have for that, um, and not even to get like political or stuff, would be like the COVID vaccine. Everyone and their mom is saying, well, if you did your research, you would know. Or why don't we just list the major things that we need to know? And then if there's more information that you want to know, you can ask the questions and people give answers instead of just saying, oh, well, I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to tell you, go and do your research. No, because then that's how you get a lot of misinformation. Not all research is good research. And not everyone is a good researcher. There's like college isn't for everyone. A lot of times college isn't for a lot of people because a lot of people don't want to do research. They don't want to go and deep dive into things. So I don't think there's anything wrong sometimes with giving people answers as far as like, you know, something new like Forex or cryptocurrency, but don't super gatekeep and constantly tell people to do research. I, I just mean, personally, I don't do that. If someone asks me a question, and I know the answer. I'll just give it to them. Yeah, but that's that's the thing with like Forex and crypto and I won't say anything else. It's so volatile that there is no definitive answer. There is like you literally have to do research. It's not It's not one of those things where you just wake up and say, you know what, I'm about $400 worth of it and set it and forget it. Um, you just, I don't want to say you have to do the research, but you have to at least have some knowledge of it. 
and you can watch like you know he had said before YouTube. You can go and go on like Clubhouse and stuff like that, and people will talk about it. But that's research. Like you just sit in the room, you talk to people, or you hear people talking about it, and you draw up your ideas from there. But when you want people to give you the information, I get like some people charge you, but the reason they charge you for it is because if they can't document that you are paying for it as financial advice, you could be sued for giving misinformation. And that's 15 years in prison for giving misguided financial information. So whenever you hear somebody say, hey, this is not financial advice, I'm not a financial advisor, that's because they don't want to get locked up. If you put in your life savings or even 20 bucks, and you get mad because you can honestly sue somebody for giving you advice about crypto and you know money and forex and stuff like that. You take that advice and you say, you know what? Such and such told me that this, you know, was gonna give me five hundred dollars, and it's your word versus theirs. And since it's not a you know a government entity talking about like forex and crypto and shit like that, they'll go to prison for it. So that's why they tell you, do your research. That's All what right. I'm saying. Eleven twenty. I gotta run through these. Oh my yeah. god! Okay, stop. Yeah, we got so many. Don, no more, we, mes- no more messages. We need you on part. No more two, messages. But we have too many messages for the time, so I'm gonna just run through the ones that's here. Okay. Now I found the word that uh, I'm supposed to be able to recognize when I say Oculus because it's occult. Occult. Mm-hmm. We, as quote unquote, supposed to be Christians, took this word and twisted it to a nonsense. Occult means hidden knowledge. Oculus means something. It has something to do with your eyes. Hidden knowledge is something that you don't see with your eyes because you can't see it. It's hidden. And the government has, the, the, the people in the right places has this knowledge that they're using for evil. They're using that gun to murder us. And one, and we're waking up, and once we wake up and realize that that's what's going on, we'll make it through this madness, through this epidemic. But that, yeah, like I say, just like the banks do. Again, I'm gonna give you a certain percentage. You put your money inside of this bank here. You put it in there. They're using your money. The wealthy people in those businesses know exactly what they're doing psychologically, mentally. And how they're going to pull your spiritual strings. Oh, they got many of people out there that are still hooked up to the Matrix. Oh my God, there's a special deal going on at Target's. I need to go down there and get me this here. That's, you know, you're going out there to spend, spend some money on a liability. You're not, you're not thinking about getting assets. Most of us don't even know what an oil and asset is. We don't know what to invest our money in. Well, here I am. I'm an investor. I can tell you exactly what to invest your money in. And, and how long it's going to take you to finally get something to happen? Because it's not a one, it's not an overnight thing. It's going to take time for you to learn, number one. And then it's going to take time for you to get confidence enough to push that button and say, hey, guess what? I won. I got it. I finally understand and I can do it by myself. Mm-hmm. He's spitting fire. No more voices. As far though. as paying off your, your debt, how many years have you had that debt above your head? If it's over seven years... It's time for you to get Lexington Law. Lexingtonlaw.com. When you tell them about your situation, you want to use specific words like alleged. This alleged amount of money on my account 
is fraudulent. I suspect some type of um, uh, um, what they call it, money laundering or whatever you want to call it. I can't think of the other word, but you don't let them know that that's your debt or else you're going to end up being stuck. Well, you got to pay for this. You want to let them know that there's an alleged amount of money on my thing. And I think it's, it's, it's a um, financial theft, a uh, 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 credit theft. That's the other word. And give them about a month. Some deals, sometimes they give you a deal. They do the whole thing for a whole... So, I'm going to tell you, one year, just real quick, one year, um, I did get a letter in the mail saying, like, they would put three of my um, loans together, which came to, like, 25K, if I just paid them a flat rate of 3K. Mm. But... Again, that was the same year I was in the middle of moving, leaving the mm-hmm. job that, and I had uh, cashed out my phone. Mm. So it was like a move I wanted to make, but I couldn't make because it would put me in a hole. Oh my God, dang it. They told me they will erase 25K of loans. <laughs> 3K. I was pissed. Oh. oh. Oh, man. But if you if if your uh, uh, school crap is, I mean, they got places out here right now that, that come up right on YouTube that is telling you, hey, you got you got debt over this amount of money. Come and talk to us. Within uh, within less than a month, you look at your credit score and guess what? It's that it's up. My first time I did it, I did it by myself. I did it physically myself and it worked. But who wants to take all that time to do all that crap just to just to do it? So you're gonna end up paying somebody to do something. Well, that's what happens when you become wealthy. You pay somebody to do something that you don't want to do. Mm. I'm not there yet, so Big. I need to. <laughs> I'm not Big there facts. Yet. Big facts. Check it out. Even with cable, you know, it's no, it's even cheaper if you just have internet. Period. Because everything that you can see on TV. You can see on your computer and whatever you don't want to pay for through cable. There's a whole bunch of free stuff like Tubo, Pluto, and all the rest of those other TV programs on there that you don't have to worry about paying nothing for. Guess what? You're saving extra money. Now, you may be using Xfinity where you're spending like $75 a month for the Xfinity for the internet usage. And because of the fact that $75 is because you're now paying for the box. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But... You yep. watching TV? <laughs> Most of these TV are are internet accessible. Listen, you don't pay for what you don't want. You don't want uh, Netflix. You don't pay for it. Listen. You don't want Prime. You don't pay for it. But if you want it, you have the opportunity to make that decision to pay for it. But you got to mm. be making that type of money to where you feel comfortable and paying for it. My internet is ten dollars. I haven't had cable in six years. Um. And everything that I watch on my TV live, like on cable, is through the internet. And that's all I'm going to say. And I don't pay for it. <laughs> I don't pay for it! Oh, my Lord. Check this out. You see, you see, see you mentioned the word virus. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it's, it's, it's a pill. It's, it's a drink or something. This here new drink that they got going on out here, man, it's full of it. Uh, 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 Mr. Sapel will tell you 
And I mean, it's, 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 we don't know whether or not we're dying from coronavirus or we're just dying from natural causes. Something that they put up in the air that they call coronavirus because that's another money making, another money making word that they got going on right about now. And they're extinguishing us legitimately. And they don't have to worry about the repercussions because that's just the way the undercover law is written in the background. Well, we don't know nothing about what's going on because we're occupied with what's on TV, what's on our phones, mm-hmm. and, and, and what's going on with this bald-faced lie that we're being told through the government. He's going to touch the other side. I, I hear that. You know, so, <clears throat> I mean, they don't know whether or not they, 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 they're saying it right out, right out, right out, right out of their mouths. It's not going to cure the virus, number one. It's not going to stop it from spreading. So what in the world are you forcing us to take this bad boy telling us we're going to lose our jobs to take this crap when it ain't doing what you say it's supposed to be doing because you don't even know what in the world it's doing? Uh, how do you expect us to believe what in the world you pumping into us? We don't know if you're put, putting, putting a chip in us against our will or you're just you're, you're, you're killing us somewhere along the line because some people have weak, weak immune systems and some people can handle that stuff and some people don't. Some people can't. And some people just won't. And we should have the rights. Our rights mm. are being taken away from us because of this here. Freedom of speech and our rights. Because just like David Chappelle says, our freedom of speech, all that stuff is, is, is no. It depends on who you're talking about. depends on whether or not they're going to shut you down and, and make you feel like you're crazy. Yeah. Oh, he's spitting. He, he's spitting. Here's one more thing I want to put out there. You know, we talk about the managers all the way up to the CEOs, from the CEOs to the owners. Now, what in the world is a CEO? I just called on, on my Google and I found that this is a ch- chief executive officer. What in the world is their job? The babysit the babysitters. Yes. Now they may have a different definition or different wh- whatever they're supposed to be doing, but this is my breakdown of CEO. I create, empower others. I create and empower others. Mm. I creatively empower others. There it is. Mm. I'm the CEO. I'm the BOS. And the graduation from BOS is to leader. That's why you take notes. That's why you take notes because all this stuff that you don't forgot. Now you can't teach nobody else nothing because you forgot. You didn't take any notes. Mm. Uh-huh. He's he closing us out real well. That boy's good. If you don't have your own life insurance, somebody else got it for you, you're dealing with a third party. Yeah. Most of us ain't making enough money or willing to take out that amount of money ourselves to get our own. We let other people do it. So now we pay extra money. Uh You get your own. You know exactly what's going on. Uh Uh-huh. When it's yours. When you're in control. Hmm. So many things to do. Yeah. Well, I tell you, there, there, that's a good question. Why? Well, number one, you don't have no time. Why? Because you got to work at a job. Your mind, our mindsets are set. I got to pay the bills. I don't have no time. I got to go to work. I got to make this money. I got to pay my bills. Period. By the time you get back off the job, you're tired, you're pooped. You don't even want to have a spend any time with your with your mate. You, you want to go to sleep. 
Well, that's what the job is designed for. That's what the job is designed for. Men go to work. Women go to work. They come back together. They don't want to communicate with each other no more. They're both tired. But yes, this information that I'm giving you right now is a little bit of something, something. And if you want more, guess what? Get in contact with me. Yeah, here's my Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash S-T-R-I-C-K-L-Y-B-I-Z. One. Uh-oh. Uh, you better repeat that. <laughs> all right, Sean. All the way up to eleven twenty-eight. So we can't do any more messages. I don't know how I'm gonna chop up this show. Where you gonna have to? Yeah. Oh, Ian's definitely gonna chop this up. Shout out to Ian. Um, I, I did want to give uh the the girls an opportunity. I think Tierra had two. Uh, Sean, you gonna have to come back on Tuesday or oh, Wednesday, bro. I'm sorry. You got a lot of voicemails, so come back on Tuesday. We're gonna have plenty of time for that. But I wanted to give. Tierra, because she has had voicemails as well. So if we could just play hers. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. I don't know where you're getting this. Wednesday, Wednesday. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all over the place. I think it seems like it's cheaper to have cable because there's so many different type of streaming platforms. And if you you gotta watch, you have to have this. You have to have this uh, streaming platform to watch this show, and you have to have Hulu to watch this show, and you have to have Netflix to watch this show on Peacock. So that's probably why it seems uh, cheaper, but I feel like if you could just maybe just pay for only the internet, and then uh, like find the cheapest uh, streaming platform uh like I think I only pay like six ninety nine for my Hulu or something. It's 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 worth it because I'm telling you that cable bill was killing me, uh, Greg. That cable bill was killing yeah. me. It was kicking my ass. So yeah. Oh, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm gonna tell you the absolute truth. Starting in January, I'm going to be using IPTV. IPTV, I get every channel, even fucking like BN Sports in the UK and all that shit. I get that. Um, I get pay-per-view. And I think it's like $30 a month. I've been paying for that for the past year thinking, you know what? Do I really need cable or do I want this? January, that's where I'm going. You heard it here first. Mm. And the last voicemail from Tierra. Thank you, Greg. That's the same thing I said. People were um becoming millionaires off of Dogecoin and leaving their money in there even after they it went up to it was worth a million dollars. And I said the same thing. I said if if, if it got up to a million dollars, I'm gonna take all of my money out of it. And maybe and maybe leave like a little small amount in there so it can read so it can maybe once it yep. start over and build it back up. But yeah, that's the the same thing I said, Greg. If it if it goes up to a, a million dollars, take it out. So now it it was worth a million dollars. Then it dropped back down, and guess what? You done lost all your money again. So yeah, that's the same thing I said I would do, Greg. I would take all the money out of there. Big facts. Big facts. This has been fun. We 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 definitely on Wednesday have to come back with some more heat. Shan already has the complete docket, and <laughs> I can't wait. I'm gonna actually have time that day. I'm gonna have plenty right. of time. So, 
Thank y'all for listening. As usual, Shane's going to kick Get us out. Get yourself a fire stick. Get it cracked. Get it. Find somebody who can crack it. Invest. Get that bad boy cracked. You'll have so much free stuff on you, it's ridiculous. The only thing you may not have on you for free is Netflix, Primetime, stuff like that there. But there's a lot of stuff that you can get on a fire stick. And it's, it's, it's internet-based. So you don't need cable and internet. You need the cable system to hook up to the internet box to get internet. Yeah. But all you need, like you said, is internet. Because you can watch everything on your computer. And if you got a TV that's internet smart, smart, you don't need no, you know, all you need is internet. Sean, I I feel so bad. We have 1, 2, 3, 4, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 16. We got 16 messages. It's 11.36. I want to close out the show because... Let's... Let's play his last voicemail. Just, just to end with one more voicemail from him. The last one he, that he said for the night, and then we're going to close it out. We appreciate you. We appreciate all the, the gem dropping. Yes. So by the time, when, that, when you put in, let's say, $10, <laughs> and, 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 and Bitcoin goes up to a, a million, your $10 goes up to about a, a couple of hundreds. Yeah, take out a couple of hundred dollars right then and there. Bam. And reinvest mm-hmm. it in something else. Go on a exactly. trip, have yourself a ball. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But reinvest. Leave something in there to stay because you know it's going to hit that top peak again and you're going to make some more exactly. money. That's mm-hmm. how it works. Mm-hmm. I hate oh, yeah. to leave all this. Come back on Wednesday. Come back on Wednesday. This is so good. Um, so much more to drop, so much more to hear. Um, anything good, Sean, that we missed that we did not play? I'm sorry. Um, but please come back with it Wednesday so we can get it. I definitely did what you said. I've been taking notes. I got some things to research on my own. Um, learning something, taking away something. Greg, another good yeah. one. Yeah, absolutely. And if you did not take notes tonight, just know you can always go to Loudmouth Stereos podcast, you can go to She Gets It podcast, or you can go to Young Black and Bothered podcast, and you can get this episode and all the previous ones on your DSPs. Thanks. We are here. This is Loudmouth Stereo. My name is Shan. That is Greg. Um, this part one should be out Monday on Loudmouth mm-hmm. podcast. If you're not subscribed, get your ass subscribed. We appreciate y'all. Have a great Saturday night. Enjoy your Sunday. Monday, we back at it like a jackrabbit. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all. Peace. Bye.